2: Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today.
1: What
3: is next for Tom Brady? And is it the same thing that's next for the Buccaneers? The Chargers make a change on offense. And the New York Liberty are quickly becoming the favorite to win the WNBA title. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Sports Today.
2: Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story.
3: The Tampa Bay Buccaneers season ended in in inglorious fashion on Monday night, 30 to 14, drubbing at the hands of the Dallas Cowboys, which raises questions about the future of this franchise because it raises questions about Tom Brady's future. What is he going to do? He is now a free agent as we look toward the 2023 offseason. And if he's not in Tampa, What is Tampa going to do? Joining me now from Locked On Buccaneers, David Harrison. And David, before we get to that big question, I think we have to start with how we got here because if they had won 13 games and were playing next week, we might not be talking about this, but that's not what happened. Why not?
4: Uh, Honestly, just chaos. I mean, the, the, the entire 2022 season for the Buccaneers has been chaos. Going all the way back to the end of the 2021 season, uh, when Tom Brady's retirement was leaked and then pulled back and then made official and then rescinded and then Ali Marpet retired and then Tom came back and then Bruce Arians retired. And now Todd Bowles goes from, cause you, cause you know, make, make no mistake about it. Todd Bowles was not planning on being a head coach. I actually just had this conversation with uh, Evan Klosky of 10 Tampa Bay on our show on locked on bucks. And we talked about how, you know, Byron Leftwich thought he didn't have BA in the room. B.A. and Tom, uh, Todd Bowles was just going to be a defensive coordinator again. You know what I mean? Do those things. And all of a sudden, it's like musical chairs were just flipping roles, and and everybody's got to try to find their bearings. And they really just never did. And Byron Leftwich, uh, a guy who all of a sudden now is thrust into being the guy to lead an offense from a coaching perspective that has the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. Any mistake that gets made, it's laid at your feet. Any success you have, it's going to be at Tom Brady's feet. And that's basically just what the job kind of carries and that's the situation he was thrust in was never really able to get his bearings never really saw any creativity you'd expect from a relatively young head coach who also played the game and played it with I mean his highlight reel alone is very creative uh, so you would kind of expect that and it just felt like this team never really got settled honestly
3: so let's say Tom Brady wants to keep playing um, that right now is a big if. We don't know if he wants to do that, but let's say he does. And let's say the Buccaneers are at least going to be in the running. We also don't know that. What, if anything, needs to change as we head into 2023? Already some grumblings that Byron Leftwich's future in Tampa may be in doubt. Todd Bowles yeah. did not take the steps to fully endorse Byron Leftwich, to say the least, in his post-mortem press conference here. So what would need to change, do you think, to make...
4: The Buccaneers, an attractable spot for Tom Brady next season if he wants to play. They got a new offensive coordinator. I mean, I like Byron, you know, as a guy, and I think he's still got potential as a coach. Like I said, he's a relatively young uh, coach in the National Football League. But sometimes, man, guys, they got to take a step back, uh, get their butts kicked, and kind of realize that they weren't quite ready, reset, go back through uh, the channels, and become. And, you know, eventually someday you'll go through there. And, and, I mean, a, a prime example is actually Ron Rivera, who got fired from defense coordinator position Chicago Bears. Went back to being a linebacker coach, was a position coach for a few years. Then he got the defense coordinator job in Los Angeles or well, San Diego with the Chargers, eventually earns his way back into a head coaching, well, to a head coaching position with the Carolina Panthers. Eventually leads them to a great season Super Bowl run, didn't win the championship, uh, but you know, had a really good run there. And now he's a head coach in the National Football League. So that's that's kind of what I look at with Byron Left, which like this might be where he takes a step back to being a quarterback coach, works his way back up uh through the ranks. But you know, going back to last year and even 2020, I, I always said it's easy to lead when everything's perfect. You know, it's easy to lead when everybody's healthy and when the weapons are all there and they're and they're clicking. And Antonio Brown isn't doing jumping jacks, leaving MetLife. <laughs> it's really hard to lead when all that stuff's going wrong and you're, you lose your all pro caliber center uh, on, on the first full day of team drills of, of training camp. When your quarterback, retires, unretires, leaves for a week of training camp, goes to a wedding on the way to a road game. Uh, while you're losing and your running back is banged up and your wide receiver is coming back from an ACL and your tight end retired and your backup tight end is inconsistent. like It's it's a storm, right? But that's what being an NFL offensive coordinator is about is taking the storm and saying, you know what? Okay, I lost Trey Lance. I lost Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm going to make it work with Brock Purdy. Mr. Irrelevant, you're relevant now and we're going to go to the NFC divisional round. And that's what successful offensive coordinators and coaches in the NFL do. That's not what Byron Leftwich did and that's why, again, he's in, he's in out of his depth. It's fine. There's a lot worse jobs out there in the world than being an NFL quarterback coach. Go be a quarterback coach somewhere, work your way back up, learn the lessons, lick your wounds, and you'll be better for it.
3: All right. Quickly here, make a prediction for me. Week one, 2023, Tom Brady uh, is where that first Sunday? Miami with Sean Payton. Would be fun. Stay up to date all year on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by subscribing to Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Bucks on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports Today your first listen. Coming up, the Chargers made a change we all pretty much saw coming on offense. Before we get to that, though, the Titans have a new man in charge of the front office.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
3: Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your gambling needs. In college hoops, UConn is reeling and on the road against Seton Hall. Bet Online likes the Huskies to turn it around and has them favored by four points. Pittsburgh travels to Louisville in an ACC matchup that is typically close. Not this season. Bet Online has Pitt favored by 10.5. And keeping with the theme of road favorites, Ohio State in Lincoln to take on Nebraska. Bet Online likes the Buckeyes by six in this one. Bet Online. The game
2: starts. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today.
3: The Tennessee Titans saw what everyone is seeing in San Francisco and decided they want a piece of it. The Titans hired Rand Carthon away from the 49ers to help fix the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee
5: Titans have officially hired a new general manager. Rand Carthon from the San Francisco 49ers will take over as the GM for the Tennessee Titans. My name's Tyler Rowland, host of the Locked On Titans podcast. I think Carthon is an excellent choice for the Titans. Number one, he comes from an organization with the San Francisco 49ers that they should be modeling themselves after. They've built an incredible roster and despite not having elite quarterback play, they've been able to make some deep postseason runs including the one that they're on now ask for Carthon directly he is a guy who is relationship focused he has talked to the media about how important it is to develop relationships within the front office and he's had a front row seat to a relationship with Kyle Shanahan who picked GM John Lynch that will be very similar to what the Titans have with a coach already in place in Mike Vrabel, and then a GM being hired after so it looks like Carthon's focus will be in the right place he's had a major hand in trades, free agency, waivers in San Francisco, and they've executed some fantastic trades over the last few years, including getting Christian McCaffrey, getting Trent Williams, and trading up into the top three to get an elite quarterback, something the Titans may just consider this draft cycle. An excellent choice for the Titans. Rand Carthon will be the new general manager, and for more instant analysis, check out the Locked On Titans YouTube channel, where I will be going live to break down the hires.
3: The Detroit Lions had a good offense, and that led them to their first winning season since 2017. With Jared Goff at quarterback, no last, the designer of that offense will not be leaving. Ben Johnson has informed the team that he'll return for the 2023 season, according to a report by ESPN. Johnson had received serious interest for multiple head coaching vacancies after the Lions offense ranked fifth in the league in points scored during his first full season as its coordinator. He had interviewed for the top jobs with the Houston Texans and Indianapolis Colts. Both teams previously had announced those interviews. And he was scheduled to meet with the Carolina Panthers on Wednesday in Charlotte. According to the report, Johnson says that Detroit is building something special. he didn't want to miss it. Restore the roar, indeed. The Milwaukee Bucks took care of the Toronto Raptors.
1: Back-to-back wins for the Bucks, and again it was Drew Holiday who sizzled this time against the Toronto Raptors. My name's Kane Pittman. I'm the host of the Locked On Bucks podcast. No Giannis for the fourth straight game. Chris Milton has been out for over a month. But Drew Holiday continues to pick up the slack. 35 points yesterday against Indiana, 37 points tonight against the Toronto Raptors. He's been sensational over this stretch. Without Giannis, the Bucks' shooting has improved, and they found a way to close out a Raptors team without Brook Lopez, who was ejected with five minutes to go in the game in a bizarre incident that made no sense. A bit of harmless push and shove. The officials thought they had to toss him out of there. Uh, that was an error. I don't think that was a correct call. But the Bucks steady. Big performances from Grayson Allen. Joe Ingles as well. The support crew starting to find their form and starting to knock down some shots. The Bucks win again. They're up to second in the East. Uh, that's pretty positive stuff.
3: On the ice, the Minnesota Wild beat the Washington Capitals.
1: All aboard. Looks like the Gus Bus is gearing up for a big run down the stretch. Hey, everybody. Seth Sofall, host of Lockdown Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast recapping a 4-2 win for the Minnesota Wild over the Washington Capitals. A slow start for the Wild offensively as the Capitals dominated possession time in the first period to take a 1-0 lead, but the Wild score three times in the second period, courtesy of Jared Spurgeon twice and Jonas Brodeen once. And then an empty netter for Jewel Eriksson-Eck seals the deal for the Wild, who pick up another win on the road. They are 6-2-1. In their last nine road games this season. And Philip Gustafson picks up win number 11. Survives uh, some early pressure from the Caps to pick up the W. For more on the Minnesota Wild, make sure you're following Locked on Wild wherever you listen to your podcasts.
0: And the Oilers took on the Kraken Greasy goals push the Edmonton Oilers past Pacific Division rivals, the Seattle Kraken. Hi, my name is Brett Holden from Locked On Oilers, and only Connor McDavid getting a highlight, reel goal in this one as the Edmonton Oilers push past the Kraken 5 2 at Rogers' place in Edmonton. As mentioned, Connor McDavid with his 38th goal of the year, his league leading. 38th goal of the year and zach hyman the only other of the usual suspects getting a goal in this one as the edmonton oilers getting some depth scoring in this one Derek ryan warren Fogle, and ryan mcleod all getting garbage goals in this one helping the oilers push past the seattle kraken and get within five points of the Las Vegas Golden Knights atop of the Pacific Division as well, Dylan Holloway chipping in with two assists on this one. And speaking of two, Vincent DeHartney with his second career NHL assist in this one as he helps the Edmonton Oilers push past the Kraken.
2: Here is another story you need to know.
3: After the Chargers blew a 27 to nothing lead in the Wild Card round of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The NFL world was left wondering what would be next for the Chargers. Would Brandon Staley be on the chopping block? Would coaching changes be coming to that staff? And we got that answer on Tuesday. Offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi is out. We will see who is in. Joining me from Locked on Chargers, David Droegemeier. And David, before we get to who you think makes sense for this job. Why did this happen? Why was this the fall guy for this season?
6: Yeah, I mean, I think the reason why this happened is because you see all of the different elements, all the explosive playmakers that are on this Chargers offense, and you didn't see the type of explosive numbers that you expected to go along with it. Third in passing yards per game, which is great, but they were 18th in yards per pass. And they had no balance. They could not run the football. They were 30th in rushing yards mm. and 30th in yards per rush. They they just did not have any balance. They didn't have enough explosive plays. They were 18th in red zone scoring percentage. They just, they did not uh, uh really achieve the level of success that everyone was expecting with Justin Herbert at quarterback, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams at receiver, Austin Eckler, you know, uh, as the running back, you you know, Austin Eckler had great individual stats, but if you look at just the overall stats as a whole, you expected so much more out of this offense than what was produced in 2022. So what is the, what are the, the key traits that would make the next coach
3: different from Joe Lombardi? If you're Brandon Staley, you're sitting down with, with your, your ownership group, you're sitting down with your front office and you're going, okay, these are the things that we want in a new O.C. for this team, including potentially, hey, we also need to add maybe some speed at receiver to maximize whoever we bring in here.
6: That's absolutely uh, the, one of the most important things that they need to do is bring in someone who can really stretch the field and really kind of put these defenses in conflict and not be able to, ha- you know, just sit there in zones against four or five wide receivers. You know, that that's just that's not a recipe for success. But as far as the criteria that the Chargers should be looking for is number one, they need to be able to attack down the football field. They need to have passing concepts that are going to confuse the defense and allow them to get the ball down the field and take advantage of what Justin Herbert brings to the table, which is otherworldly arm talent, the ability to really move in the pocket, to be able to throw on the run accurately To be able to accentuate those gifts, and I just don't feel like that happened enough. It's just too many stick routes, too many predictable offensive play calling. We need an innovator. We need someone who's going to be able to attack down the field, and also someone who's going to be able to bring some balance to this offense. You cannot put it all on Justin Herbert's shoulders and expect him to do everything. If you even have a somewhat competent rushing attack, that makes Justin Herbert so much more effective because you have to defend more.
3: Yeah, and you and I talked about this over the course of the season. They would make adjustments based on their personnel, and you'd go, okay, this is cool. This is working. And then when they got their their regular starters back, they'd go back to the stuff that was boring and blonde. it's like, wait, wait, wait. No, no, go do the stuff that was working before. Just because you have better players doesn't mean that stuff's not still good to call. Okay, we've reached this junction point here, David. Give me some names. Who, who is at the top of your list that you think makes sense in this spot?
6: Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I'm looking for somebody who has some experience. I mean, preferably some head coaching experience. So it would be really nice to pair Brandon Saley, who is still, by all accounts, a young coach in this league. He's only been a head coach for for two years. He just wrapped up his second season. So bringing in someone who has some experience, like maybe a Frank Reich, a guy who has been a, a former Chargers play caller in the past, someone who has had success with, you know, several different types of quarterbacks, I think would be a good voice to have in that room. LaFleur, another name, you know, is very attractive, I think would be another option I think the Chargers would look at. Um, But, I mean, this is all very fresh, and I'm sure they're going to be getting into it and doing their due diligence because this is a very, very important hire. Justin Herbert is 24 years old. He has had a lot of turnover and change in offensive systems since college, so they have to get this move right. Stay up to date all year on the LA Chargers by subscribing to Locked
3: on Sports Today and Locked on Chargers on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. Coming up, the New York Liberty have built a championship favorite this offseason.
2: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
3: Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and the calories? Yeah, of course you are. We all are. That's what Bill Bar does. It is a healthier option for something delicious. You don't have to sacrifice taste to get something that is fuel for your body. hundred percent real chocolate on all these guys. And there's still 130 calories, just four grams of sugar and 17 grams of protein. Not all calories are created equal. It's not just calorie in calorie out because you want it to taste good. First of all, and second of all, you want it to be fuel for your body, that's what Built Bar is. And it's not just now at Bilt.com, although you can go to Bilt.com and pick yourself up some. You can go to Walmart, go to Sam's Club, doing your regular shopping and grab yourself a box of Built Bar's Do It and you can thank me later. They were tired of rebuilding. The New York Liberty made a trade to add an MVP caliber player in John Cole Jones, but they're not done. Howard Megdal of Locked On Women's Basketball broke news about who could be next For the liberty
2: i just think the floor for the new york liberty now is a top four seed
6: yes i couldn't agree more and i did not think about the potential of of courtney vandersloot in new
2: york at all that that blew my mind um i'm a little speechless by it happy to report here at locked on women's basketball and a bit of breaking news That those conversations have taken place internally. So, just something to keep in mind, just a little fun nugget for you as we all continue forward in this incredible WNBA offseason.
3: I suppose if the New York Knicks are not going to compete for the hearts and minds of New York City basketball fans, why not the Liberty? Why not the Liberty? And what a great moment it would be for women's basketball if the biggest city in the country, had this super team. If they took over the sport, people complain that they don't like dynasties and let's, let's be clear, let, let's let them win some games before we start talking dynasty. But if they were to build some sort of Golden State Warriors-esque super team, it might just be the best thing for the WNBA. And finally, in the first of what is sure to be many updates on the Aaron Rodgers offseason saga, Rodgers has said he's not sure. He's not sure if he'll retire. He's not sure if he doesn't retire that he'll play for the Packers. Everybody got that? Good. There's going to be a long time and a lot of updates between now and, and his decision. At least I, I think there will be. You can always stay locked on to lockdown Packers for all the updates on that one. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, which team is a shoe in to make the conference championship round in the NFL playoffs? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason...